This makes no sense. We'll I'm sorry. I'm we'll so sorry. Time. We can do an episode on food. Ooh, let's do it. Let's pretend to be Taurus and oh, do an episode totally on food. I'm totally going to do an episode on food. Let's do it. So. And we all just want to feel, want to be real. Yeah, we all just want to feel. Hey, Woo Woo Crew. Hey. I'm Ilana. I'm Jack. And welcome to another episode of The Vicious Virgos. Today, we're going to be talking about conflict resolution. Basically, how the signs fight, what's going on right now, and how to get past it. So... Retrograde starts September 9th in Libra. It ends October 2nd and it's in Virgo. Super fun because we all know that Mercury rules Virgo. So this is going to be a fun one. So the first shadow phase, and if you don't know what a shadow phase is, listen to our retrograde episode. We have two. It starts August 20th to September 9th. It's 24 degrees Virgo to 8 degrees Libra. So that's fun. Then the retrograde phase is September 9th to October 2nd, which is 8 degrees Libra to 24 degrees Virgo. And then the second shadow phase after is October 2nd to 17th, which is 24 degrees Virgo to 8 degrees Libra. So it's going to be a fine balancing act, literally. Some things to note, like some aspects to note, is that Mercury is going to be trying Mars. That's going to bring quick thinking and reflexes and a sense of adventure that are really ideal for making very impulsive on the spot decisions, taking risks and making bold plans for the future because we know that Mars is all about action and drive and, you know, sex too, but here nor there. So confidence in your thoughts or ideas and a persuasive communication style are going to be really great for things like debating and asking for favors or public speaking and sharing thoughts you might otherwise keep to yourself. The assertive and exact nature of your thinking, remember Mars, and your communication means this is the perfect time to defend yourself, your loved ones, or an issue you care about. Think politics, but also, you know, fights between friends. This is also a good influence for sharing your passionate thoughts, telling someone how attractive they are, and asking them on a date. Once again, Mars, ruled by Aries, all about action. So another thing to note is that Mercury is going to have an opposition with Jupiter. It's going to bring big ideas and grand plans. You should feel optimistic and sociable. You may have many ideas and cover a lot of ground, but you may need to narrow your view or take on fewer projects. <laughs> take care not to skip over the details or believe you can handle more than you can. This aspect can bring opportunities for success, but greed or overconfidence would lead to loss scandal, my favorite word, or embarrassment. This is a really, really, really good time to question your plans, ideas, and beliefs. Other people are going to like question you or challenge you. It's going to force you to examine any weak points in your arguments. Any beliefs or opinions that are too far from maybe social norms, Aquarius, may cause some controversy. The most affected signs are going to be, I know you're all surprised, Aries, this retrograde spends the majority of its time in your house of partnerships. Aries meaning that you'll probably hit some relationship roadblocks or run into confusing communication issues with your closest comrades. Nice word. Good job on that. Old disagreements with a partner could suddenly resurface and require further discussion or past lovers could pop back onto your radar, bringing an opportunity for a reconnection or closure. You we all know how you feel about reconnections. <laughs> Not for me. Not for me. But then I've watched some like movies where I'm like, well, that's kind of nice. Be extra cautious about making impulsive decisions or overreacting to retrograde mishaps around September 18th. I'm glad that's after my birthday. And that's the peak of Mercury's opposition to the expansive planet Jupiter in your sign. While Jupiter often brings a lot of optimism, luck, and expansion, this tense aspect would amplify the retrograde's effect and it can make misunderstandings seem like a bigger deal than they really are. And that is a little bit of a challenge. And we have Virgo. As my Slack notification goes off in the background, reminding me to <laughs> mute my computer. That's Go very, away. It's Labor Day. Very <laughs> like, get attention to me now. Second most affected sign is Virgo. Can confirm. So we'll be in the middle of Virgo season. Very nice of Virgo to create this for us. When this retrograde kicks off, so it's as someone born under the sign of the cosmic maiden, you're guaranteed to feel the astrological intensity. But this is especially true once you're ruling planet Mercury it's going to backspin into your sign on September 23rd. The first half of Mercury's moonwalk, <laughs> nice, will hit your chart's financial sector, which could cause money mix-ups or draw you to deals that are too good to be true. Huh. Huh. That's funny. Right? Be discerning about how you spend your cash, as you may find that the investments you're eyeing now have some undesirable hidden strings attached. <laughs> this is September 23rd. This is, okay. not, this right. is not last week. Wait, wait, wait. 
additionally, relationship dynamics and matters of self-worth may come up for review around September 26th when Mercury meets with the love planet Venus in your sign. Give yourself some space to explore your thoughts about romance, identity, and your values and ensure that your heart is aligning with your head, which is just like good advice always for a Virgo. And then we have Libra. Most of Mercury's upcoming backspin will be happening in your sign, Libra. So prepare for these retrograde mix-up to feel extra personal. You're dealing with matters of self-expression and identity, so it's a good time to review how you've been presenting yourself and how you interact with the world. While things may be confusing, look forward to a potential moment of clarity when Mercury meets with the sun in Libra on September 23rd, the day Libra season officially begins. We know this because 22nd is the last day of our beloved Virgos. And September 23rd is the fall equinox. True. I always forget about that. Always. Yeah. Yeah. I don't because it's my mom's birthday. And I was yeah. going to say, yeah. yeah, I was like, that's the, that's the other most important <laughs> holiday. So this is a bright spot in the retrograde cycle. And it also marks a turning point in this cosmic journey that could shift your focus deeper inward. So from this point forward, you can use the retrograde to connect with something we like to call intuition. Your subconscious has lots to share with you right now, even if the messages seemed really like jumbled up. So prioritize some alone time where you can sit with your thoughts. And then once the retrograde clears, you'll have a better idea of what your soul is trying to say. And lastly, by no means of surprise, Capricorn. (laughs) So I just love that it's everyone we know. Mm -hmm. So professional endeavors are a big deal to most people. But this is really true for someone who's as driven and hardworking and our sign like Capricorn. This retrograde could be challenging because it spends most of its journey in your powerful house of career and public image. So you need to be on high alert when it comes to potential communication errors at work. And you need to, and I'm going to say this again, reread your emails and your texts and your meeting invites before hitting send. This retrograde also offers you a chance to dig into your belief system and reconnect with your higher aspirations, which is something Capricorn should just do because they don't like to do that. So on September 27th, both Mercury and value-oriented Venus will form a harmonious trine. If you don't know what a trine is, listen to our, trine, our, our aspects episode. And that will be a with a transformational planet Pluto in your sign, activating an intense sense of focus and lots of deep thoughts. This is a really good time to dig beneath the surface of previously overlooked issues, or you can plot some power moves that help you get ahead of your goals. Yeah. And while, while these are the most affected signs by this falls Mercury retrograde, it is important to note that everyone is affected by these. And as we constantly tell you the big things not to do during Mercury retrograde, don't sign contracts, don't get married, don't buy a car, don't quit your job, don't start a new job, you know, all that shit that has to do with communication, just, just like avoid that. Anything if you can. big, if you can, but by all means, if you're getting married, don't like pause the wedding, but maybe be aware that things might go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> the flowers will be wrong. So we really wanted to make sure that we touched on this because usually when we have Mercury retrograde, we release another episode on it about what you can expect. But there was something that happened recently between Ilana and I, and I decided to be the insensitive one and do an entire episode on it. So, (laughs) so, um, because that's, you know, I've done actually, it was either this or I was going to talk stelliums because I did a lot of research on my Virgo stellium and found out I'm just, I'm just an asshole. Uh, (laughs) So with that, um, before we kind of dive in and we give the introduction, we decided to share because some of you have been nosy and asking questions about what the fuck's been going on between the two of us. So Lonnie and I had a little bit of a kerfuffle mm-hmm. um, we, a we, week and a half ago. Yeah, we, she mentioned this but we, every couple of years because we've been friends a really long time. We will get into these very pat. It's, it's a fight. It's usually something that I initiate because I'm more of, that's my personality, but it's usually something happens and it's always because we're, our communication is not there and we usually take time apart. We usually communicate through text or email. It's never phone calls or anything. We're very distant with each other and then we'll come together and we tend to work. I mean, I don't think we've ever not worked it out and Mm -hmm. our friendship evolves at that point. It never goes back to what it was in a good way. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that you're going to learn during this episode, which is that conflict happens for a reason. And that reason is to push growth. And as long as you're going into these conflicts with whatever partner, whether it's a business partner or a a friendship, a family member, you know, a romantic partner, the whole goal is you need to approach it as 
this sucks, but it's an opportunity for growth and for us to, you know, stop plateauing our relationship and to take it to the next level. Yeah. I think without that, if things are too comfortable all the time for me anyway, there's something maybe I'm not saying, but it, I mean, everyone's different, but a lot of us, I think feel a lot of things. And I think sometimes it's important to express those things. So you make sure you have honesty in your relationship. And one thing we are both working through is the fact that we've been friends for so long. So we have, I have past resentments anyway, and things I need to get over and she has feelings. And so those things Did are you hear that, guys? Up. I have feelings. Yeah, she does. Very <laughs> much so. <laughs> Despite her telling you otherwise. So we wanted to be honest. Last week, we did not release a new episode because we were... It wasn't didn't make any sense for us to do an episode when we were fighting. I mean, you would hear it all. Whose We've idea had, was it to release the friendship episode? I sw- Okay, so this is what happened. And it's, it's actually hilarious. I remember that episode did well, so I said it. But I didn't think about it until after literally i saw that and i was like is this a dig no like what is this bullshit i swear to god after i said it i was like oh wow that's really i mean the worst one would have been mars but like i after i did it i was like that's so weird i didn't even think i think it was subconscious and he was like yeah it was interesting one that you picked i think i said friendship or dating the signs and he picked friendship Mm, of course he did let's blame colin (laughs) people liked it so that's good but yeah we just always want to be very transparent with you there's a lot of other stuff going on in our lives we're We'll definitely share all that later and you just have to, you're just going to have to like wait because there's lots to tell you, but regardless, we can promise you that we will not be like every other podcast duo and mm-hmm. end up in a fight and then dissolve a podcast. No, our podcast comes first. <laughs> it will. I no, mean, our friendship comes first. But podcast is like, right there. <laughs> I mean, like, like our friendships are really important, but we also really want to like, just be badass human beings, I think. And this so- podcast is important because it actually helps us with our relationship. Like we've had podcast we started where actually we were arguing and by the end we were fine because it, it you, happens all the time what are you talking about <laughs> like our, one of our most popular episodes Jax was not happy with me it was really upset with me and it's really funny because in the beginning she's very clear about that in the end she's like I'm fine now <laughs> I'm such a brat but I get over things I mean, very easily I, there was an episode we did I think it was earth signs where I was really pissed off and it's very obvious because literally my responses are like yeah mm-hmm, totally uh-huh <laughs> so and I have no problem calling you out in the middle of an episode, uh-huh. but yeah. in real life, I have much more challenges doing that. Just, so just letting you all know though, that like friendships are complicated. Relationships mm-hmm. are complicated and you will fight and that's okay. But and we are definitely far from being perfect. No, yeah, definitely. But we are excited to share lots of stuff with you guys in the next coming weeks, but we are going to take this episode to reflect on arguments. And Pretty conflict. much. Yeah. And I'm really glad you love this because it's going to be beautifully written. I know it. It's going to be so... <laughs> Great. Mine would be like, are you reading it right now? Thinking like, I'm like, this sounds like something that I would read on like, I don't know, like a manual, but like a really like a, like a mental health manual where I'm like, damn it. It's like, this is so annoying, but so accurate. Like that's what it is. Thank you for complimenting my writing. No, it's great. I I just think it's funny because I'm like, my God, this is so I need to do this more often. I was actually, when I was having my reflective period last week Uh and I was reading my journal and I was like reading it to somebody and they're like you're a really good writer you should write more often and it was so funny because starting in 2021 when I was here after or 2022 after your surgery I would write and then I would just stop and then like a week later I would write it's like well I got interrupted because something happened with work at fucking eight o'clock in the morning I was like I gotta find a different time to write I was like this is not working out for me and then I stopped writing I used to she started a blog and it's ironic because I was I was a writer my entire life and she I didn't even know she was a writer and then she started writing this blog and I was I loved it in fact I recently looked at it and I noticed did Colin com- send you the episode or the the no I you found it yourself did you know I republished it it used to be private I took it down because it's really frightening yeah so I, I took that. it I took the entire blog down after I got fired over it right and then story um, for another day right <laughs> and then I uh, ended up using the same like because it, it's all WordPress so yeah. I created a second one and it was my portfolio that was the ah. live version I literally removed my portfolio off of the internet and republished the blog mm. I used to love it Last I mean week. if you look at it the comments are always me 
I'm like, love it's you. It's like great. you and like somebody from that one of my mom's friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just but like. But I used to like live. I loved it. I loved like, I don't know. She's a really good storyteller. So I would like read it every week. I remember when she stopped, I was really bummed out. But like, I really liked it. Like, do you not remember? I my I, therapist did the same thing. I loved it. And I was like really bummed. I was like, yeah, I know you got fired, but like, can you still read the book? <laughs> I know. I know, Jason. I was like reading some to, oh my God, I can't, uh-oh, oh. Mm, let's, mm, shit. I said his name. It's already, it's out there. Anyway, I was reading it to him and he was like, have you thought about like finishing this? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, what if you told the story <laughs> while you were making the recipe? <laughs> And I was like, no, he's, he's such a, he's so, he's such so a into, movie guy. He's such a movie guy. He goes, no, you could be like, you could be like, it'd be like food blogging, but vlogging. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that in your gross kitchen. That is never happening. And he's like, why not? This is such a great idea. And I was like, it's never going to happen, but thanks. I that's appreciate hysterical, it. though. I think that's so cute. So yeah, but, but I was reading one. it. And I was like, God, this, like, I forgot, like I, I did all of this. Like there was so much like effort that was put into that. Um, anyway, okay, let's get back on track. So arguments happen and conflict happens. You can spend your entire life trying to avoid it like me, but honestly, it's really unavoidable, which I know and you should know. It's going to happen in your personal life with family and friends. It'll happen in your professional life with coworkers, maybe even your supervisors, sometimes even your clients. And we all know it's going to happen in your romantic life. This is normal. In fact, Ilana used to say to me back when I was reminiscing over my ex-boyfriend, the stupid fucking Pisces, or, (laughs) you know, what should have been a red flag was that we never fought with each other. I liked that we didn't fight, but she was right. If you're not arguing, then you're not communicating because no two people are ever going to get along 100% of the time. So what happens is that you hold that in and then usually resentment sinks in, or maybe you just wash your hands of that relationship altogether. The choice is yours. Personally, like weigh the flags. But today's episode isn't about running from conflict. It's about how to approach it and how to find solutions. Learning more about astrology helps us learn how others handle and confront their problems, whether head on or in a more subtle approach. Astrology teaches us a lot about someone's personality and our own. I mean, that's why her and I do this, because we're always analyzing ourselves, our friends, our partners, etc. So let's break it down. How does knowing how a sign argues prepare us for disagreements and resolving conflicts? And how do you fight based off your zodiac sign? So there are specific planets that influence how people feel in arguments and how they communicate in them. So when approaching today's episode, we've summarized a few things, but it's important to review your partner or your contenders, Mars and Mercury here. So when you're looking at someone's Mercury sign, you're getting an insight of how they process thoughts and what they might value. And that can clue you in to how they think other people should conceptualize conflict, right? So my Virgo in Mercury says, well, this is how you should react to this. It's not necessarily how I do, but it's how I think you do. It's a lot of finger pointing. And when you're looking at someone's Mars sign, you might get an insight as to things that they're passionate about or how they cope with and express their anger. Both of these are critical to understanding conflict, how and why it happens and how someone communicates it or how they expect you to communicate it and resolve. So the things that we've broken down today, because Elon is going to be like, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> is you can approach this from several different points of views. Always keep in mind, you've got Virgo and Mercury working against you here. But a lot of this is going to be a reflection of your zodiac sign. Okay. As with all astrology, everything is like nothing is linear. Everything blends in with each other. This particularly will 100% reflect me here. Because of how much fucking Virgo I have in my chart. Because <laughs> it's my Mars, it's my Sun, it's my Venus, and it's my Mercury. So we're switching things up. We're starting with Virgo. And you're going to handle Earth and Water signs today. Yay! <laughs> I thought you would like Bye that. Then. I thought you would like that. Thank so, you. I appreciate it. Why don't that. you go ahead and kick us off? So Virgo, this is going to be dealing with the issue of logic and being rational. So logically and rationally, that's how they deal with issues how you fight. Virgos avoid conflict for the most part, unless it's for a logical or personal reason. You don't like being mean or starting some huge arguments. So you have tendencies to be very passive aggressive. You don't like huge displays of emotion. You're not one to shy away from intellectual debates. So hi, you hang out with Gemini for that, but you don't like it when arguments get tense or loud. (laughs) 
Usually stay calm and stick to the details. You're overall very laid back. You're not a fan of open conflicts, so you're not going to lose your cool. For you, conflict is kind of an opportunity to find explanations and really fast solutions to a problem. It might come off maybe a little bit disingenuous, but it's just how you process things. You're methodical, very analytical in your perspective, so you view everything from a sometimes judgmental magnifying glass that can make others feel really bad about themselves. This is something I relate to. It's important to know that sometimes you're just projecting your own self-critical view onto others. That word was important to correct. (laughs) So how do you handle it? Well, if your Virgo friend is pointing out your flaws, they generally have those same flaws and will find it easier to criticize you than themselves. Yeah. Yes, this is annoying. Trying to know, though, that they're harder on themselves than they are on you is also hard. So keep chaos and passion out of the conflict. Keep it organized. They don't like spontaneity. Approach the conflict by scheduling a time to meet with them. Ask them for coffee or to come over for dinner. And they'll want to talk about the problem. Virgo needs to know it's coming. They do not like to be bombarded. Your Virgo will obsess over the details. Don't let them get bogged down in that. If they start focusing on the small parts of the problem, the conversation will never end. Keep them focused on the bigger picture and what they can do to compromise with you. Virgos rarely share their thoughts, which makes them harder to resolve issues with. They don't expect the conflict because they feel like they already did everything right. They might have low expectations for themselves and take a, you knew what you were getting into type of attitude. Be reasonable with them as possible and remain calm. Pouting and playing games is not going to score you any points. I promise you that. Display your side of the story with rationale and logical evidence to back it up. You're critical and you're analytical. You like to take things slow because you're so stubborn and you're thinking, even though you're reliable, you're dependable, you're loyal, you make sure to process everything. You quietly observe and notice the smallest details before you go into any altercation. Most people don't like to be examined and analyzed to correct flaws or mistakes. This behavior of yours will bring conflicts and relationships. Maybe be a therapist though. You're a problem solver though, and you are known for being logical and you're very successful with that. So you won't make demands for your partner to change. Instead, you'll ask for their ideas and inputs so you can brainstorm solutions together. You don't give up on relationships just because they can be difficult. You always find a way to repair and fix things. What do you think of this? I mean, yeah, it's you. I know. I know. All parts of it. I do think this is so Mercury to me and so Mars. Like, because I don't resonate with any of this. I know. And so I think that when we look at this, like it's hard. I mean, yeah, I'm sure some people will resonate with their sun signs, but like, this is so not me. So mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's not. And that's why I have Libra and Aries in my, it's yeah. Uh, so it, it's a, yeah. Yeah. So, so definitely look at your, like it just take a moment. And if you guys resonate with your sun sign, great. But if you look at your Mercury and your Mars and that feels Mar- definitely Mars, I think that you'll start to see, Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, exactly. So, but I know that our, our listeners hate when we like talk about a personal planet. They would you much gotta rather like, look at your, other you have to, you, you have gotta to look at Mars and Mercury. I mean, they're essential during fighting. We've been doing this for a fucking year. You guys yeah. like get with the program, yeah. <laughs> learn a little bit more. Damn it. But really it's all about, you have to look at those two. They're, yeah. they're essential. They're the number. They're the one the, even your rising side, to be honest, because your ego comes out there. But yeah, anyway. So I get to do Libra, which is, your Mercury. Oh, jeez. So when it comes to Libra, you've got to come to a fair resolution and compromise. So this is how Libra fights. You're cooperative and fair-minded. So heated disagreements are just not your thing. Like you, you don't like that. If you see something unfair though or unjust, you'll essentially play referee. One of the things that Elon always says is like, that's not fair. And all I hear in the back is my parents being like, life's not fair. And I'm like, <laughs> don't say that, Jack. That's not going to help the situation. <laughs> So you'll prioritize good of the group over your own desires or emotions. Your first instinct will always be to find a workaround to arguing. You like solutions that suit everyone and diffuse the tension before things spiral. If you had a motto, it would be avoid conflict. You act like the child of an Aquarius and a Pisces. (laughs) You want to keep the peace and make everyone happy like a Pisces. But instead of doing that and putting yourself or you always end up putting others before yourself. Uh, you do this thing too where you'll hide your emotions like an Aquarius. It's called. <laughs> He's literally, it's literally so, yeah, that's not cool. You're often not very honest if you've done something wrong. So, how do we handle these finicky Libras? If you try to directly approach the conflict with your Libra, they will find a way to get out of it or avoid it entirely. You have to be subtle and ease them into the conversation. Find something that they really like talking about and then casually bring up what's been troubling you. (laughs) 
make it sound like the conflict is already resolved and that you'll, you know, you're basically just bringing them up to date on the issue. That's hilarious. (laughs) Make your Libra feel safe and they're more likely to discuss problems with you and find a solution. Know that your friend is all about fairness. No matter who's at fault, they're naturally hoping that justice will be served. There's no reason why things won't or can't be resolved. And remember that Libra hates conflict and that they're likely as eager to stop fighting as you are. Libras are open to other people's perspectives, so they're likely to be open about what you have to say and will take any suggestion into consideration. So advice for you, dear Libra. You're always hoping to reconcile by solving the situation with diplomacy, and you'll even use diplomatic techniques with mutual conversation or try to understand your partner. You're always working to prove your honesty and dedication in the relationship, so you must observe all the angles of the conflict, and then come to a diplomatic compromise. I understand how this could be very hard if you have a fire Mars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're literally opposites. <laughs> Sucks. So. At least you got your harmonious. We were like, this is who I am. And mine's like, ah. <laughs> Yeah, mine is all, because it's all Virgo, it's all very like, well, this is just me. And yeah. like, I think that's why I react impulsively. And then when I calm down, I'm totally different. Like yes. I'm very like fair, but when I'm in the moment, I'm like, kill everyone. And then it, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's definitely, it's interesting. I'm, yeah. So you have to look at your Mars and that, cause your Mercury is your rational side. Your Mars is not. Well, you're exactly. It's how you feel yeah. and then how you talk about there how you, you feel. Thoughts and feelings. Totally. Yeah. I never mm-hmm. thought of it that way. That's interesting. Cause emotion. I mean, yes, anger is an emotion, but conflict yeah. comes from thoughts and yeah. emotions because you're feeling a certain way that's triggering or you're thinking about something that triggers a certain feeling. Yeah. So, and your moon too could also be really relevant. Yeah, fuck the moon. <laughs> Scorpio, <laughs> be willing to be the bigger person. How you fight? Whew. Okay, so you're assertive, you're brave, and you can be quite the formidable adversary. You're always in this relentless pursuit of truth. You understand social dynamics and secrets better than most people, which always works to your advantage. You won't seek out fights, but you will pick your battles very wisely. You prefer to observe others first before you jump straight into conflict. You're one of the most dedicated and extremely fierce lovers in all of the Zodiac. And for you, honesty and trust are the most important factor in any relationship. So how do you handle things? Well, Scorpios are super suspicious and they're generally pessimistic. So they will expect the worst out of people, which is... You can confirm. Very true. Yeah. They keep so many secrets of their own. They often assume that others are hiding theirs as well. You know, it's like a paranoid thing where you're paranoid. So other people... Mm -hmm. Be as open and honest as you can. Don't give a Scorpio a reason to distrust you you in any way. They will be so done with you or they'll like just look through all your finances. It's a thing. If things get heated, suggest taking a break and coming back to it when you both feel better. Your Scorpio friend experiences emotions much differently than other water signs. So calming them down after they're riled up is difficult. Remember, they used to be ruled by Mars. Mm -hmm. Be prepared to have several conversations about the conflict rather than just one or two. They will absolutely obsess till they're blue in the face. Mm -hmm. Don't let your anger speak for you and be careful with your words. They hold on to words like they're drops of water. It's very intense. Once you betray a Scorpio, there's nothing you can do to regain their trust. I'm sorry. You're done. You can... You can change the relationship, yeah, but it will never go back to. But it will never go no. back to what it once was. Trying to change their mind about something is honestly an impossible task. They're very stubborn, so sometimes it's better to just swallow your pride and agree to their terms. One day they'll admit they're wrong. They're, it's going to be very casual, like down the line, and you have to just go, "Oh, okay." Like you like can't, you can't make it. a big deal out no, of it. You can't. When they're going to be like, "Remember mm-hmm. that one time we were in a fight?" Yeah, you were right. And mm-hmm. then you just have to be like, "So what do you want for lunch?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ignore it. <laughs> Bury it deep. Act like it didn't happen. <laughs> advice for Scorpios. So learn to forgive and forget. I know easier said than done. Let go of the past that those mistakes and the hurt. And when you remember the past, your present and future are going to be affected. And just remember that scars on your heart are very deep and that's something you should have not deal with. So trust and honesty come with time spent with each other. So let the process proceed in its own space and learn to enjoy the journey. And lastly, Figure out what is actually making you angry before confronting your partner. So is it trust? Is it something within yourself? It's not necessarily about the fact that they left the toilet seat up. And with the Scorpio, they will obsess over that. And you really think that's the problem, but it's usually something way deeper and usually something within themselves they need to work through. I obsess about that. <laughs> I know. but Have you ever gone? Ha- okay. okay, but that is a Virgo thing. Scorpio, it doesn't no, mean No, no, that, no, no, no. 
Tell me, well, I don't know if Colin does this or not, but I grew up in a house with all boys. So you know how many times I pitter-pattered mm. to the bathroom and sat down and my butt touched water because there was no lid on that seat? It's not It's not the lid that closes the toilet. <laughs> it's the lid that I sit on that matters. Because having cold water touch your butthole Disgusting. at like Disgusting. 3 o'clock in the yeah, morning. Fall in. Yeah. It's so, That's why I want girls. Ugh. <laughs> I can't. No, girls are girls are worse. They, oh, girls are disgusting. I've seen yeah. all the crap you flush down your toilet. So. <laughs> Colin always says that Jackie and I use the toilet like a garbage no, no, disposal. No, no, no. You and your sister do. Yes. Yes, I, but we still both, we put hair down there. We put oh, I put hair down the toilet because... But Colin's like, you guys use like a disposal. <laughs> I will put hair down a garbage, down a, down a toilet. But like, Same thing. I grew up with a septic tank. Mm. So no Q-tips, no cotton balls, no floss. Oh, I do that. Yeah. No floss. <laughs> okay. No, like, no freaking like two pounds, like an entire roll of toilet paper. <laughs> no, like, it's just, yeah. Uh, because septic tanks, they, we had them... Yeah. Ru- explode when I was a kid and it was like a whole thing so, for another episode yeah yeah for those of you with septic tanks I understand speaking of a septic tank <laughs> Sagittarians are not septic tanks no so uh Sagittarius as we roll into this don't take everything that they say personally so how does someone with a Mars or Mercury in Sagittarius fight not you Ooh. not you hardcore okay so you don't really like to spend time arguing over silly things you're a sign of wisdom however you won't back down if someone does pick a fight with you. And once things get started, you won't stop until you've had the last word. Arguing with you can go on for hours. There likely will not be any yelling. Instead, you'll rely on facts, logic, and your obvious charisma to get your point across. You don't really think it's necessary to talk about conflict unless things are really bad. So people might see you as being cold or harsh when you select the conflicts that you're going to battle for. (laughs) You can say a lot of things that most would consider abrasive, rude, or unkind, but we know your intentions aren't to actually hurt the people. You're just what you like to call brutally honest. Oh, well, that's my thing. (laughs) Love that. Nothing is more important (laughs) to you than your freedom, and you hate feeling trapped. You often get confused with your relationships that demand commitments and closeness because you want to go spread your wings and be free. You want to live your life to the fullest and don't like having a microscopic view or comments intervening in another's life. You like to give and receive space to maintain a good relationship. So how do we handle these people? You got to give your SAG friend freedom and space and don't suffocate them. They need room to express themselves and try not to tie them down. Do not, I repeat, do not force your perspective onto them and do not search for compromise. That will make them change their personality or give up something that they love. They do not like being told what to do and they do not want to feel like they're giving up who they are just to make you happy. Hello, resentment. (laughs) You may need to accept that you'll need to agree to a solution that benefits them more than you, but Don't sacrifice your own health just to make them happy. Just keep in mind that you may need to be more generous with them when resolving a conflict. So here's our advice. Again, if you have SAG Mercury or SAG Mars, you follow a very realistic view of life rather than seeing it as unreliable and fickle, and you have to take responsibility in binding your relationships. It's always a give and take policy. Freedom and adventure is part of your nature, but remember to give time to someone else for you to actually understand the value of space. Encourage your partner to be honest and then listen and try and see things from their point of view. Yeah, this is great advice. Sags need advice with fighting because they get so high and mighty. Get ready for Aries. <laughs> God, I'm scared. I'm so, this is, I love my Mars and also simultaneously, I think it will destroy me someday, but that's okay. So Capricorn, <laughs> Capricorn Mars sounds horrible <laughs> like I don't want to be that Mars they actually say that it's the best oh god I guess that makes sense they but say it's the best because it's the most level-headed that's true that's a good point that's actually a really good point so I take it back I just defended Capricorn Capricorn Mercury also seems like it'd be awesome okay never mind I take it back so apologize for your part and hope they accept it how do caps fight you're goal-oriented you always focus on the bigger picture you value rules and you're super responsible for your decision making remember you're like the dad You can be a little callous in arguments and you have a hard time accepting someone else's perspective. So you can come across as very dismissive and self-righteous, which this also applies to sun signs. You can be so focused on finding a resolution that you forget about your feelings. And even though you can be stubborn, you really just want what's best for everyone. You struggle with forgiveness and you hold really, 
really, really fierce judge grudges. This definitely applies to sun sign. Mm-hmm. You desperately want to feel at peace. And so you value honesty and intelligence in your relationships. Like you won't give up until you figure out what's wrong. How do you how to handle this? So trying to get a Capricorn to see your side of things is nearly impossible. They don't really like people who differ too much from them and they can respond by trying to impose their beliefs on. So that's pretty much everyone. So try to frame the conflict as they would see it. Work for a solution that will satisfy you, but also fits into their perspective. If it's you, all about manipulation. Pretty much. It's so true. Mm-hmm. So if you disagree, do your best not to try and change their mind. There's no point. Focus on finding a way to coexist with one another. Isn't that so just like... It's so cheesy and so <laughs> accurate. It's not even funny because you cannot win with a cap. Mm-mm. It doesn't work. Mm-mm. Conflict with a cap is very similar to conflict with a Gemini. Oh, Yes. Start with mentioning the problem, but say focus on solutions that push you forward and don't get stuck on what has happened or the conflict itself. Your cap will likely listen, but they'll be more focused on responding with a very formal debate and don't interrupt them when they're talking. They get really mad about that. Like they feel very disrespected and then the whole thing is off. So when you're fighting with a cap, understand that they do not enjoy taking anyone's side, but their own. They must feel like they've won in some kind of way and they will not walk away a loser just like Gemini. So make them feel like they lost. Their relationship is over. You can't do that. Now, advice for you, Cap. So learn to balance work and your relationships equally. <laughs> Good luck with that. Try to understand things from your partner's point of view. Your partner is not your assistant and the best partnerships are built off of mutual understanding and respect. You are not that great. Stop acting like it. I'm just being honest. Your practical approach all the time can make your partner feel left out and lonely. Stop trying to justify your actions with more practicality. People have feelings. Let them feel things. <laughs> Relationships to you feel like a task. It's like, oh God, I have to book you into my schedule. So try to push beyond that thought and tune into a little more of the romantic and love world, which you got to like, I don't know if you got like a Venus in there that's romantic or a moon, but you got to find something in your chart. And if you're just all cap, I'm sorry, but you got to find something. Mm. I think Virgo can relate to this too making yes. time for our relationships over our work. So it's, yeah. Yes. And to Makes not sense treat our partners like our assistants. Yeah. <laughs> I do that. It's not, no, it's not just, it's not just romantic partners. I think it's like, even like sometimes, like I feel like we can do that with each other sometimes yes, too. 100%. Instead yeah. of being like, oh wait, you actually have your own role and your own shit and you have your own role and your own shit. Let's stop like, doing this yeah and start just doing this it's just it's it's very what is it called like oh god this is gonna drive me crazy like when something's like memory foam like it's like it's gonna drive me crazy. <laughs> sensory kind of uh, where are you going with this are you talking about like involuntary but as a way to say it with memory but it's fine i'll figure it out later okay point, well point while you're sensory thinking memory kind of thing like we you just do it like you don't think about it like it's just like muscle memory yes thank you it's just like that you don't think about it but you have to be you have to kind of take a step back and caps are really good at perspective. Like once you really convince them, they're like, Oh, I've never thought of it that way. And then they just continue on life. Like that was how they had been living it before. Yeah, it's, it's so really it's, interesting. Like, like if they say they're going to change, they actually change. It's weird. It's so cool. It's, I'm, can you teach Pisces how to do that? <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable because I, I, it's, 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 an, it's admirable, but it's it, amazing, but it doesn't feel genuine, real. but it's because you've shifted their mind and they can just make space for that. Whereas, that just, I don't really know any other sign like that. Yeah, I don't. It's, I, there's no other sign like that. Maybe Taurus, but that's about it. No one else is like that. Fucking Taurus. Oh, speaking of which, we got to talk about food at some point. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't even, th- this makes no sense. We'll I'm sorry. I'm we'll so sorry. We can do an episode on food. <laughs> Ooh, let's do it. Let's pretend to be Taurus and oh, do an episode totally on food. We're going to do an episode on food. <laughs> let's do it. So, okay. Aquarius, say you want to make peace, but don't push it. So how does an Aquarian fight? You're a deep thinker, so you'll approach your argument with logic and the goal of finding a solution. This is also like so my moon, by the way. You're always interested in others' perspective and open to hearing the disagreement from all sides. You avoid emotional expression during confrontation and instead go into fixer mode about how you'll solve whatever conflicts needs resolving. Heads up, this creates really unhealthy boundaries. <laughs> so you can Thanks, come Dr. On. Jackie. <laughs> so you can come off as being indifferent, apathetic, aloof, but really it's just your defense mechanism against all of your racing thoughts and feelings, you know, the ones that you don't really understand. 
You're skilled at avoiding confrontation and expressing your emotions. And when you do express how you feel, you don't actually express the depths of those emotions. You're usually quite introverted since you feel so different from everyone else and you're known for disappearing when things can get rough. Your partner is likely to complain about your absent-mindedness and not being present and in the moment. Learn to appreciate your partner rather than ignoring them. I know. It's also Colin. That's what I'm laughing. <laughs> I know. So he does it all the time where like you'll be like, Colin, Colin, and he's just like ignoring you. And I was like, will you answer her? <laughs> and he's just like, oh. I'm like, just do it's it. Aquarian, Aquarian, I know. Yeah. I, I relate to that so yeah, much. I know you so, do. Yeah. Um, you don't bring other people's opinions into the discussion and you avoid comparison at all costs. I think this is something that I do as well. There are These are not tactics that you use to help your partner see your point of view. So you do your best not to be accusatory or put people on the defense. So how do you handle arguing with this person? You need to approach your aqua calmly and without emotion. Address the problem like you're having a conversation about the weather. This will help them feel safe. As little emotion as possible makes it so much easier for them to work out the problems. It can be really hard to change an aqua's mind about something, but if you approach them rationally, calmly, and keep an open mind, they'll be more likely to be willing to find a solution that works best for both of you. Let them know in the moment that the conflict is happening because they're likely to have a hard time seeing the issue later on. And something important to know, an aqua is actually open to being wrong. Yeah, absolutely. So some advice, dear Aquas, you are a great thinker and you can always plan. Well, okay. You don't can, you do. You always plan for things ahead of time, but this means that you miss out on a lot of things that are happening right now. People might see you as being indifferent, maybe detached. So instead of focusing so much on the future, try and give some time to the people who are around you. Yeah. That's really good advice. I, I agree that this can apply to me. I mean, I think all of this applies. It's so, it's so like not linear. Like there's so many things in your chart you can apply all this yeah. to, but moon makes sense because you're, if you're coming from an emotional place, then mm -hmm. that's kind of, you're going to rationalize it. Well, hmm. So Pisces, <laughs> Colin's a Pisces Mercury, I think, but he's a Taurus Mars. So tell them you're sorry. Should I look up the Pisces 69? Yes. That's his, that's his screen name, by the way. Real mature. Did you so, just call it his screen name instead of a handle? Oh, my God. Oh, my I God. Did. You aged yourself so hard right now. I'm not old. That's okay. I don't call it AIM. I still call it AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, nice. I never got into the AIM thing. Oh, I say. Yeah. Oh. So Pisces, tell them they're sorry and tired of fighting. They're so easy, guys. So how do you fight? You're quite sensitive and empathetic, putting a lot of effort into your relationships. You hate confrontation of any kind. You do your best to treat others with kindness and care in order to avoid any and all drama. Is he a... Aqua Mercury. He's an Aqua Mercury? Aqua Mercury. Well, that makes complete sense. Aqua then. Moon and Taurus Mars. That makes, well, that makes so much sense with mm -hmm. what just happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're easily forgiving and genuinely loving. It takes a lot of pushing before you snap. And when you do finally snap, it's all emotion. <laughs> And when emotions run high, you can have a really hard time seeing where the other person is coming from. Uh-huh. We've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> your greatest weakness is putting your friends and family before yourself, making sacrifices to your own happiness or mental health just so those you care about can be happy and comfortable. How do you handle this? So look no further than a Pisces if you're looking for a really loyal friend. If you're having conflict with a Pisces, they'll likely won't express how they really feel or what they need. They'll work to cater to you instead, which can be really hard. Pisces do allow resentment to grow in relationships, though, because they never put themselves first. So talk to them and express your side of the conflict, but also ask them very direct questions about how they feel and what they think. They might not know. So you're going to have to probe a little. So don't end the conversation until you know that the Pisces has told you their perspective. Emphasis on the no. Yeah, because you might not. <laughs> so once everything is out on the table, compromise is really easily reached as Pisces empathizes with others and are very likely to look for a solution that makes everyone happy. Let your Pisces know why resolution and conflict is important to you. Do not talk to them in a condescending manner. Oh my God, you do that. It's over. That's it. Even if your Pisces isn't the one at fault, they'll feel guilty about having the argument and want it resolved as quickly as possible. Oh my God. That is the most <laughs> true thing. I, it's like, it could be a fight you had with someone else and they're like, did I do something wrong? You, you're like, you, you think of your sister, don't you? And my aunt, they both do this. And I'm like, you weren't even there. I was in another country. And like what? Like what? Uh, the advice, no relationship is ever devoid of faults and flaws. Try to be more realistic and tackle your issues with more maturity. Don't be oversensitive and possessive in your relationships. Not everything is about you. I need to say this when we're talking. Pisces, not everything is about you. Learn to take things lightly and don't get so attached with 
over sentiment and emotion and be practical and face the reality as you're likely to suffocate the other person by not giving them space and a moment to breathe. Wow. I mean, I can't even, it's <laughs> like every, this is at least three Pisces in my life. And yeah, they, they really, uh, they take everything extremely personally. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I almost feel like without Colin's aqua, I don't know. I don't know what we, I mean, I would just be, he would hate me. Like, I don't know. Cause my sister and I, we, we actually had a really good conversation the other day, but like, it takes us a while. Whenever we fight, we're both very defensive of each other. And it takes a while to just go, or I go, you know what? Shh, listen to her. She has feelings and just accept it. <laughs> like her feelings are just different than yours. Yeah. They're but it's still something intense. to celebrate because you both have very intense feelings. Yeah, exactly. And I need to do better at just listening to her because I don't like when she doesn't listen to me and she doesn't. And then I'm like, then we pointed out about each other and that just creates a whole problem. So mm. yeah, you have to find a way with Pisces to to allow them to be who they are. That's how, what I would say. And then after they've had their moment, because they will, they're quite, they're very like, okay, now I want to love you again. It's so easy. It's so easy. It's so easy. It Give is, them a hug. But, like, you okay. just, but you just got to get them to talk about what they need. Yeah. And you have to ask questions. Like they won't just, t- they might not know. It's like, well, how do you feel about this? What does this make you feel today? What is, how do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Like you have to almost talk to them like a little kid in a way to try to understand that because they're, they're not so gonna, mysterious. Nobody understands the Pisces. They're not going to tell you because they don't really care. Their, their own feelings are not something that they necessarily understand. Yeah. So well, remember depths of the ocean. Did you say like they're like the darkest parts of the ocean? Yeah. Yeah. So you have, yeah. what is it? Cancer is at the top. They're the surface. Right. And then you have Scorpio yeah. who's like the middle and then you have Pisces. And no Pisces one, is ruled no by Neptune. No one's been there. No. Nobody understands it. It's Pisces. <laughs> Nobody understands it. Nobody knows what type of aliens are down there. Oh my God. Nobody understands what aliens are down there. (laughs) The glowing dark fishies, like, you know, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, we all watch Nemo. We know what's down there. So, (laughs) like, I'm just thinking about Sound argument. (laughs) Sound. I mean, like, hello. I mean, I watched, what was it? Like, Blue Blue Planet. Yeah. But I can only watch part of it because I am so afraid of the ocean. No, I'm not going there. That's not I'm for me. I'm so afraid of the ocean. I'm good. Um, and no. if you haven't, if you're not afraid of the ocean and you want to be, go listen to Dan Carlin's <laughs> Hardcore History, the USS Indianapolis story, or go watch Jaws. So, <laughs> or just go to the ocean. Um, oh, did you hear about the shark bugs? Yep. Ugh. No, thank you. Ugh. That's why I stay on the beach. <laughs> Instead of shark bait, it's shark bug. Ooh, ha, ha. Um, okay, terrible. moving on. Bad. So back to what we were talking about. Aries. Ilana is going to shut up and pay attention to this one. Yes, I will. So give them space and remain calm. (laughs) We're like, we're like, what is it? A hostage situation. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. So how does an Aries, Mars and Mercury fight? They're highly competitive and always like to come out as the winner. They're unlikely to back down from an argument, especially when they're angry or upset. And they're really hard to convince. Basically, you cannot convince them to see another person's perspective when they're upset. Very short-tempered and impulsive, likely to say something they'll regret. (laughs) Disagreements are extremely intense, but they are quick to forgive and forget once things have cooled down. Always direct and honest about how you feel. Elon takes a lot of pride in that. Likely to approach others first, but you do it in a very aggressive way. If you don't see a value in resolving the issue, then you're not likely interested in resolving it and you'll just move on. Yep. So... Hence why Elon and I are resolving the issue because she values our friendship versus her resolving the issue, which is the same that she had with all of her other friends. <laughs> and she did not resolve those issues. No. And so they are not friends anymore. No. So how do you handle somebody like her? So you have to stand your ground and clearly state the problem. Speak in short, declarative statements with no fluff or emotional appeal. Don't let them talk over you and assert yourself and make it clear that resolution is important to you. You determine their strength. This is is completely true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So some advice is you need to take some time for love. Relationships are a process. So make sure that you're taking time to communicate and understand each other. Set a time limit on the conversation. 30 minute tops, which is fucking funny as shit because Ilana said (laughs) we have from 12 to 1230 to have our discussion and then we can record from one to two. (laughs) So if more time is needed, then come back to this ask to schedule a new time. So, you know, it's fascinating is that my therapist, when Call an essay therapist. And she always says, like, keep your 
thoughts short, Ilana. You're, you go on and on. And he's not going to check out. I'm always like, what? And I think that what she's trying to say is like, if it's important, just say what's important. And if you go on and on, which I'm terrified, I totally do this, but you go on and on, you lose people. Well, like, you, I think you do this thing where you, you're insecure about what you're talking about. And yeah. so then you just keep talking and talking Qualifying and talking yeah. and talking. And it's so funny because she'll do this sometimes in like a meeting and I have to look at her and be like, stop. <laughs> yeah. Like let them speak. Let 100% them speak. I do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because Colin does it, but Colin does it differently where he like, is to storytelling and it's taking a while to get it. And you have to like pinch him and you're like, Stop. I'm like, get to the point. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, and my favorite is when he's telling a story and I'm just like, I just interrupt him. And I'm like, and then this happened. And the person's like, <laughs> so uncomfortable. He's like, but I was getting there, but it's like, the most, you're like, but it took two hours. Like it's about something like, you know, he always tells the story about how his, about his mom making chili. And I'm like, and then she opened a can. Like, I can't even like, it's just, it's just, so well, funny. I think it's so funny because sometimes he'll come home and he'll like get stuck with the cancer lady in the <laughs> elevator. Right. Or he'll get stuck talking to the security guy or like, and he'll be like, Oh my God, like I couldn't escape. It was like, but are you sure that's not your fault? <laughs> <laughs> like who's really to blame for this Did one? Did you ask how they were doing? That's a big problem. Right? Yeah. Did you start asking yeah. questions? Here's what I do. I'm on a conference call. <laughs> I'm just talking to Jackie. It's not a conference call. Sorry, I'm busy. That's what I do. I'm on a conference mm-hmm. call. Just watching MasterChef on my phone, but it's a conference call. Oh my gosh. And this is his Mars, so it's very relevant. Okay, go on. This oh is your God, turn. It's me. Yes, it's your turn. <laughs> tired. Okay, Taurus, you need to remind them that you're not going anywhere how you fight. You're not as aggressive and bold as most would think given your stubborn nature, but because you're so stubborn, you tend to dig your heels in and stick to the facts of a situation. You're not really one to look for a solution to fix a problem. You're more interested in getting your way Mm -hmm. because you're so consistent and practical though. You're incredibly convincing. Almost no one can beat you in a fight. Isn't it so annoying? how to handle it. So be prepared to accept that you won't get anything you want out of a situation. You're a Taurus. You won't get anything or everything. No, they (laughs) always win. They are the ultimate litigator besides Mm -hmm. Gemini. So your Taurus friend can be very uncompromising. (laughs) Spin the situation around. So whatever conflict lies between you two will look like an unreasonable circumstance. Good advice, right? Yeah, really good. (laughs) Practicality and reason are your greatest weapons. Use them wisely. All that your Taurus wants to know is that you care enough to actually resolve the conflict. Even if you're at fault, they just want to know that you care enough about them and their relationship is worth more than winning the argument. Instead of telling them they're wrong, try showcasing the impracticality of their behavior. Make sure you show some willingness to understand where they're coming from. Even if a Taurus comes around to seeing your side, that still doesn't mean they're going to agree with you. It might be safer to just agree to disagree. Make them feel safe that you have unconditional love for them at times and they'll start to see the bigger picture. They're very, they're like the softies of the earth signs. Advice, Taurus. So you can get really fixated on your own opinion and stubbornness and that is meant lightly. This can take quite the toll in your head and your heart and on everyone around you. Always accept the change as it comes. Patience is going to be key for a long lasting relationship as a Taurus, make sure you take a moment to calm yourself. And if you feel yourself getting angry, take a time out. You are the bull for a reason. I mean, they, when they're mad, first of all, they don't get mad easily, but when they get mad, it is frightening. Like they see red as, as Colin likes to say about my dog. Like they go red. And that's how I would describe him when he's really mad. And it happens maybe once a year mm-hmm. where I'm like, that's terrifying. Not like he's abusive guys. No, 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 no. But very, he'll, he'll find something will tip him off and yeah. he'll just lose his fucking mind. And then leave. and I laugh because I don't know how to deal with it. I I'm know like, you're so bad about I'm that. I'm so mean. I'm like yeah. laughing and I'm like, don't laugh. And then he just gets more angry and then he leaves. <laughs> and then we're just like, what do we do? And, and you're like, is back. he divorcing me? No. I'm like, I don't know what just happened. And he comes back and he's like, I'm fine. <laughs> like, it's sorry little, guys it's got it's like Aries is different and then Aries will get really mad but it's all you've always seen it coming like it's like a wave of like woo 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 but Taurus it's like an earthquake or it's like you didn't see it coming and all of a sudden it explodes and it's it's scary mm. but this is really good advice it's so funny so many Tauruses I've met recently are just such stereotypical they Tauruses. all are all it, of them my grandfather was like this it's so freaking weird okay so Gemini I would love to get in a fight with Gemini, to be completely honest, because they think how I think. It's all about communicating clearly my and respectfully. My least favorite sign to fight with. I would rather jump off a bridge. Gemini's don't ge- want to fight. Uh, they don't want to fight. So 
How does a Gemini fight? They're not a fighter. They're a lover, not a fighter. Friendly debates are definitely more their style than full-blown arguments, which is why they make great attorneys Mm -hmm. because they like debating because they want to talk intellect. They don't want to talk emotion. So when things get heated, though, we know that a Gemini is not afraid to cut us down because I think they're, I mean, we're both ruled by Mercury. So they're the only person who could probably cut us apart with like their words. I don't think anybody else can. No, Virgo, maybe. That's it. Exactly. It's Virgo and and Gemini. Yeah. You're not afraid of calling people out, which is great. I love that about you. People rarely know what to expect from you, though, when it comes to arguments. You don't stay mad for very long and grudges aren't really like your thing. You're likely to just speak your mind. Honestly, and without malice, you don't want to inflict any extra pain on someone. So you just kind of want to get across where you're coming from and how you're feeling. You're like, hey, this happened. I feel this way. Can we move on? And then it's usually someone else. It's like, but let's talk about it. And they're like, like, I've got plans. Yeah. They're like, no, (laughs) like I've already like met somebody else. Like go away. So how do we handle our dear Gemini friends who are incredibly indecisive They will agree with you one day and then disagree with you the next day. So try to approach them on a good day if you can. If they're in a good mood before handling the conflict, you're more likely to have a better outcome. And they may not agree with you, but they will definitely listen and do their best to understand. Make sure the conversation is about how the problem pushes the relationship forward. Mm -hmm. Bringing up the problem itself, just be a little careful. Like, I just want to make sure that you stay focused on what you can do in the future to avoid further conflict. I feel like everyone's getting the same advice here, which is don't beat the dead horse. Focus on moving forward. Yeah, Gemini don't like that at all. So if you think by ignoring the problem with your Gemini that it'll resolve on its own, you're definitely mistaken. So some advice for our dear Geminis. When you're feeling scattered and out of balance, try and ground yourself. So come to reality and face it. Don't let your natural restlessness and lack of patience affect your relationship. Value yourself and whomever you're arguing with before you regret your actions. This feels very relevant to some Geminis that we know to they come to reality and face it. Yes. Yeah. Avoiding conflicts does not solve the conflict. It makes people angrier most of the time, I think. Yeah. It's, I mean. It's one thing to acknowledge it and be like, we need to cool off, but avoiding it entirely is it upsets people. That's why go- they ghost, I think, because they're like, this will be easier than dealing with what I need to deal with. And yeah. I just have other things to do. Yeah. It's not personal. They just- it's not a priority. It's not a priority. Exactly. Yeah, it's not a priority. Well, somebody that is very different, and this is interesting because I know you said that a lot of Gemini have cancer mercuries. Mm-hmm. Cancer. So show that you care about their feelings. True words have never been spoken. How do they fight? You tend to avoid conflict if you can. It's not in your nature to pick unnecessary arguments. That's the key word. You'll use your emotions to sway others or you'll manipulate them to get what you want, even if your approach is caring and respectful. While you may not show your anger outwardly, it doesn't mean that you can't get aggressive when pushed too far. Huh. (laughs) Your feelings are always a hurt in a fight, no matter who is at fault. You're feeling wounded, moody, and dejected and all the state of your relationship we know you need reassurance you never forget grudges this can be a repetitive pattern in your mind you and capricorn the grudge over crew. and over yeah, and over grudge gang we're gonna call them that how to handle this so your cancer friend is going to take things extremely personally so try and address any issues with positive language and plenty of reassurance like to be perfectly honest kind of like a toddler like, I don't mean mm-hmm. to be horrible but hey, I really love you but this thing that you did it's just not cool it, it but I promise little but I yeah. promise that everything yeah. will be okay yeah. as long as you just don't do it again but, but you if know, you do it again it's it'll okay. be okay we'll just I'll give you some candy and you'll be fine so be prepared there <laughs> sound like someone's gonna kidnap a child <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of kind of what's happening so be prepared they're going to cry Don't get defensive right now and say you people don't cry because you do. And you know what? It's cool. Some of us don't cry and we're very jealous that you cry. So work with these displays of emotion. Tell them you understand and you know they don't want to cry either. Always tell them that just because you have issues to address, it doesn't mean you feel any differently about them, which is what she said. Your cancer friend can get caught up in this idea that no one likes them. So make sure you tell them how much you love them and appreciate them without handling conflict. They can throw themselves the wildest pity parties. Yeah. They're actually one of the most, the like the most cordial best signs for resolving conflict. You just need to reassure them and they'll react really positively and you'll be able to come to some sort of compromise and the conflict will actually probably make your relationship stronger, which I love about them. Just like Capricorn, they do change. 
So advice for cancer, you can feel oversaturated by your emotions. So you need to do some breath work or or some sort of, I don't know, whatever, uh, to help control your anxiety. Try not to control and suffocate your relationships by your possessiveness. Give some space and trust to your companion. And remember to have an open dialogue and not block every avenue of communication. Okay. Are we moving on with Leo? Mm -hmm. Okay. The last one. So Leo, try to understand their perspective. I feel like this is really important considering the fact that my sister-in-law is upset with my brother right now because he wouldn't get angry if she cheated on him. <laughs> so <laughs> so how does a Leo fight? Dramatic. You wear your heart on your sleeve and you have no problem sharing what's on your mind. You're opinionated and strong-willed. So you know where you stand on most issues and you do not waste your time proving yourself to others. You are the typical like, I'm not sorry for who I am. Yep. Yep. Like, Your inflexible nature can make you really frustrating to argue with. You have a tendency to get loud and impassioned and perhaps are a little dramatic and theatrical in your expression, but you are known for being quick to apologize if you're wrong. So how do we handle? So Leo's confidence has a tendency to make them a little arrogant. So your dear friend might have a little inflated sense of self and they often think of themselves as superior to those around them. So how do we work with this? Flatter them. (laughs) Flatter them and make them laugh. Even when you're so fucking irritated that you want to yell at them, try smiling and making jokes as you're expressing your anger. They won't like hearing that they're wrong, even if they know it. So check your tone. Keep things light and breezy and the conflict will blow over soon. It might be up to you to bridge the gap and put yourself in their shoes, even if you're not at fault. They just want to know that you understand where they're coming from and respect their feelings. Give them some understanding and you'll be off to a good start. So advice for Leos. No one can win an argument against you because you always have the upper hand, even when you know that you're fucking wrong. Work to overcome this quality and try allowing your partner to share their point of view. Relationships are not about who is right or wrong. It's about accepting each other with all of your flaws. You're a great negotiator, so remember that. You take full responsibility for your actions, needs, behaviors, and words. Try using I statements so that when your partner is sharing their thoughts, they don't feel attacked. This is good advice for Leo. I think it's also just a good way to end things because it's true. Relationships are not about who is right or wrong. It's about accepting each other with all of our flaws. Yeah, that's hard for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's hard for me. I love justice. This has been It's a, not fair. Oh my god. Life's not fair. My mom's always like she I just told you, she always says not everyone thinks the way you do and thank god for that because we should all be so different. And I'm like you're right. And my dad always says that it's more interesting to be around someone that thinks differently than you than someone that thinks exactly like you. So, you know, you're just, also more likely to learn being around somebody different than the same. Yeah. Which is, you know, if you're a sign that likes that. <laughs> yeah, we don't great. like learning. Ew. Yeah. But we do hope you learned something from this episode. This is a very tough time astrologically. So I don't know what the hell is going on. It's, it's, it's very hard. I think it's a communication breakdown. But also, I always say September is just a gnarly month because everybody's sort of like coming back to life from summer. And even though it's technically still summer, we think of it as fall. And fall is a time of death, right? <laughs> Essentially, like according to the seasons, it's when things start to die. So I think that we're all just like, like having to rev things up when we just had so much fun and be more serious. And it causes a lot of tension. And it's also a time of being very realistic. People don't like being realistic. They like Leo season. They want to have fun. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, it's a hard transition. It's not going to happen. So it's a really hard transition. Welcome um, to being a Virgo. It's <laughs> like, so fucking <laughs> shitty, man. Thank you to those uh, those people that conceived in the months leading up to this. We really appreciate it. I was supposed to be a goddamn Libra. Thanks a lot, mom. <laughs> just kidding. I should have been. Actually, I was born. <laughs> I was premature. In a fun. typical, in typical <laughs> J. Quillen fashion, I was born on my due date. Oh my God, really? Yes. <laughs> That's fascinating. My mom's first child born on her due date. Can you imagine if I was a Libra? It'd be so weird. Although our astrologer still, he still stands for the fact that I'm turning into a Libra every day. So, and that's you as well. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have nothing to note, say. I have nothing to say. <laughs> that I'm, note. Fuck that. We hope you have an incredible Virgo season. I mean, we're going to see you next week, but we do hope it's been okay so far. And I want to tell Jack happy birthday because her birthday is today. So happy birthday, Jack. We didn't oh, mention that God. until now. Oh. She is turning 25. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. And 
I mean, and, yeah. I hope everyone believes you that I am turning 25. I also do. <laughs> it's true. I never lie. Um, so everybody wish her happy birthday. And on that note, please take it away. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. I looked at our 2022 goals that we had mapped out in March, and we are really fucking far away from hitting our <laughs> review goal. So if you guys could please leave us a review, that would be great. Again, reviews can be either in written format for Apple Podcast, or you just leave us five stars on Spotify. Don't really care which one you do. Just please do it. I'd really like to hit our goals. Please also make sure to follow us on Instagram. We're also on TikTok at The Vicious Virgos. Please make sure you follow our girlfriends over at Just Girl Project. They're on Instagram. They're on TikTok. They're on Facebook. They're everywhere. Also, please make sure that you support my dear friend Ilana here and you pre-order her book because it's a fucking astrology book. <laughs> like, duh. That's the whole reason I got her roped into doing this podcast. <laughs> was because she's like, oh, I'm doing a book. And I was like, maybe we could do a podcast. <laughs> so that's why we're here today. So please make sure that you pre-order the book. If you send her a copy of your receipt, she might do something for you. Anyway, okay, I think we're done. I'm really hungry. And uh, do you have anything else to say? Just our sign off. Oh, okay. All right, bitches. Remember to stay, stay vicious. vicious. Bye. When the sky looks like a UFO and you feel so high.